Paul. Jason. How are you, buddy? Wonderful. How about yourself? Good. I didn't mean to flip the video off that fast, but that's I okay. kind of wondered about that, but that was like your tractor where it just was done. <laughs> just, I'm such a schmuck. Happy <laughs> Friday, everybody. It's October 7th. Paul and I are doing a special live today. Um, we're going to start doing a lot of impromptu stuff like this because we all have a ton of ideas. You guys are all asking us a lot of questions. <laughs> we know if we don't do it like literally that day, it'll, it'll get, it gets buried. So I took a break from mortgage, took a, took a break from running SRMD solutions to get on here. And uh, the Outlaw Pro Stock class is about to blow up nationwide. Um, it's going to fill two voids. It's going to fill the void for the 4-1 guys or the Light Pro guys or the or the Super Farm guys that want to go component, want a component chassis, but don't go want to go all the way to big Pro Stock. So I'm not trying to offend a 5-inch Pro Stock when I say big Pro Stock because I'm a junior Pro Stock <laughs> with limited Pro. So I just use that. That's my term that I use on there. So uh, the five inch pro stock with the outlaws has um, been around for a while. Uh, I don't know. It may, maybe if somebody jumps on maybe six, seven years, probably. Um, and then the Western series picked it up last year. I think they had a couple of hooks with it. And what it is, it's a class in between the big pro, which is unlimited turbo size, I believe. And this is why I needed Paul on here. And then we did have our, our pro stock power rankings the other night too. And Paul's still mad at me for not bringing him on on that. But again, that was one of those, hey, Charles, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> it's like, okay, let's do this. Let's it's, do this. It's, so, like what we're, it's like what we're doing right now. It was yeah. just like, hey, let's do this right quick. Uh, and we're not experts, but Paul, you know, Paul is very good friends with the Schnitkers and uh, does a lot of stuff with Pro Stocks, makes a lot of parts for Pro Stock tractors at SRMB Solutions, makes a lot of stuff for four ones, makes a lot for a lot of pullers, but Paul loves Pro Stocks and holds hours are building a pro or a couple of pros. I, don't, I can't even keep up anymore, but uh, Paul is helping with that process. So, I thought, what a better person to ask Paul than, because the five-inch pro stock has been picked up by the. I, I'm gonna just keep saying outlaw pro stock. Class. I was gonna say we need to we need deserve, to correct that. They deserve the credit for it. They do. Uh, they do. They were they were ahead of the curve. Yep. They 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 saw that um, with the limitations. And again, we're not. This isn't like go go outlaw pro go big big pro. This is just we're just we're trying to be fact finders today. But this mm -hmm. isn't endorsing either other. Because yep. there's certain parts of the country that need this class, and there's certain parts that don't. There's always going to be guys like Colin Ross and Brandon Simon and Kevin Schmucker that say, "Don't give me any rules. I want to go big or go home." And yep. we need classes like that. We don't need 25 of them in the class, but if you could give me eight to 12 at a Grand National or a Champions Tour or a big Outlaw Hook or something like that, that's really, honest to God, all that we need. So yep. I think, um, yeah, I'm going to put a ticker on the bottom, Paul. So you yep. go ahead and start talking. And, okay. Uh, so we're gonna let's Outlaw Pro. Okay. Five inch pro is a five inch pro, but we're going to call it an outlaw pro. No, we're going to call it five inch pro. We're going to call it five inch pro. I thought we wanted to give the outlaws more credit. Well, we so we are outlaws definitely deserve the credit because they were ahead of this um, pretty much before anyone else was. So, what kind of started all of this was if you a lot of us get on pulloff.com and you look, and after Enderly, uh, NTPA came out with um, the region uh, rules for the five inch pro stock class. So basically, as Jason was saying, you've got the big pro stocks and then you've got the five inch pro stocks. They are both pro stocks. Um, I mean, pro, it's one of those, it's another one of those classes. We have like seven words that will make up the names of every single class within. We're going to do a show on that too, actually. And we're yes. going to explain it. So, because, Paul. Good. I'm, I promise I'm going to let you talk. You, but, uh, you lied. <laughs> um, <laughs> people, 
the common fan doesn't know the difference between a hot farm, a super farm, a limited pro, a pro. They just don't. Um, they just go to the poll because it's advertised and that's what they do. And you can go mm-hmm. drink some beer and have a good time. And then you have the, the more casual fan that's a little more engaged in it. But it's funny when we did the pro stock thing the other night, the, the power rankings, we didn't mention any of the outlaw pro stocks. All the outlaw followers were like, hey, why didn't you mention Median? Why didn't you mention, you know, Porters? Why didn't you mention Wortman or, you know, whatever? And I was just like, well, because those aren't big pros. And they're like, well, I thought they were. We call them pro stocks. And I'm like, yeah, I got I to gotta do something about this. So that really drove, that's what drove this video today. Anyway. So, all right, you shut up now. <laughs> um, so when you when we're talking about a pro stock, um, the difference, the main difference between a, a big pro and we'll say the five inch pro, uh, your big pros, your Smuckers, your Simons, uh, Jason Rowan, Schnickers, all of those guys, they are allowed to run basically whatever size turbo they want with a limitation of six inches on the outlet side of the charger. So that is six inches coming out, going out the stack. That is the only limitation they have. So there is a limit on the pro stock tractor. Yes, there is a limit on the pro stock tractor. Now you can run essentially whatever you want on the compressor side, which is your intake side. Um, but they do have a limit on the exhaust side. Um, and there's, you know, there's basically two main players in the, in the pro stock charger world. And um, that's, that's basically the only limitation that they have. Now this five inch class has been around with the outlaws, as Jason said, six, seven years, maybe something like that has been very, very popular out, uh, in the outlaw circuit. And then, uh, last year, uh, the Lucas oil picked up the, um, picked up the West or the Western series, five inch pro stock class. And those had kind of men staying out. You basically had to go West with the five inch class. Now, uh, NTPA has picked up on the grand national or not on the grand national on the regional side, Um, a five inch class, uh, they're going to come out with, so they came out with some rules after Enderly and what they do is the difference between a big pro mainly is two things. It's charger size and it's an intercooler. So all of your big pros are running an intercooler in an ice box. And basically what that does is there's an ice box, literally an ice box. You see these big pros, they dump some of them 120 pounds of ice in this box and there's water in there. There's a bunch of water pumps when they get ready to go. You know, they'll run it up to about 3,500. Some of them are boost activated. Some of them are on a switch. They'll kick those pumps on, and that circulates water through some radiators uh, on the front, up in the front of the tractor. And the air coming out of the charger, before it goes to the motor, it passes through basically these radiators, cools that intake air down before it sends it into the intake and helps them make big power. So... Five-inch pro stocks cannot run a cooler. Big pro stocks can. Five-inch pro stocks, depending on what organization you're in, they are limited. The the common factor is they are limited to five inches on the intake side of the the charger. Now, NTPA did come out with a limit on the exhaust side, uh, 5.37 on the exhaust side. So they do have a limit on the out. Um, outlaws on, on the five inch one on the five inch pro yeah got it on the outlaws in their outlaw pulling series they run a box charger from weimer so it's yep. essentially everybody gets the same charger you're not allowed to make any modifications 
Um, but that is, that, is, what, is that what the NTPA adopted or no? The NTPA does not have a box charger rule at this time. I don't believe they are interested in doing so either. But um, but that basically everybody's limited to a five inch inlet on the charger. Now, as far as cubic inch goes, they are both classes are allowed 600 cubic inch or 680 cubic inch. Sorry. They both are allowed. All classes are allowed components. All classes uh, are at 10,000 pounds. So they're really a, a, cooler, a cooler and a turbo, right? A cooler and a turbo is essentially the only difference between the two. Now we talk about the casual observer. Um, right. The five inch pro stocks, uh, they have been uh, to answer Alan's question. I don't know if anybody is quite that big, but they're really close um, on the on the compressor side. Um, but what they, uh, the difference are, uh, as far as on the track, uh, I personally, this summer, um, and I'll, uh, Richard Warren, uh, the cotton yes. mouth, uh, Richard was a four, one puller for a lot of years, um, in the four, one class. And this past, uh, past season off season, he, uh, he jumped up to the five inch pro stock class, saw him run head to head with, um, the ITPA pro stocks a lot this summer. Uh, in some cases, he beat some of them. Uh, in some cases, he was, you know, behind them, but he was not behind very much. And I I had never really seen anything other than I think Tony Wartman is the only other one that I'd really ever seen um, that he had got he had gone head to head with pro stocks. And um, you really cannot even to the to someone like me that I know that it's a five inch pro stock. I was really impressed with the way these five inch pro stocks run. And I've seen Meddings run. I've never seen him run in person. Um, and same way with Porters and all the guys that are out there in the Outlaw series. Um, they, they are just as, I mean, you, from what I talked to the, the, um, the guys, they still have, um, they still have basically the same ride. So you can't really tell sitting in the, in the stands. Uh, they have basically the same, um, same deal. Now you talk about the difference five inches, kind of the in between a big pro and a four one, which is, that was always kind of, you went four one and then you jumped to the big pro big difference in, uh, maintenance and upgrades, uh, big difference in cost of chargers and pumps and stuff like that. Uh, the motors are really not that much different as far as the bottom ends. Yeah. They've, they, you know, they've got the cranks. Most four ones are running billet cranks. A lot of them are running recast blocks, so that's not really that big of a difference. You go from 640 cubic inch to 680 cubic inch in this five inch pro stock class. They are allowed up to 680 cubic inch. But if a guy wants to spread that out and jump to the five inch pro stock class, it's no different than pro stocks. There are 640 inch pro stocks, full born, full blown pro stocks that are out there that can run with the 680 cubic inch. That's is that not what you call it. Is that what when you, I hear people say small block? Is that a small block? Correct. Bro? Okay. Correct. They are a small block. So uh, the, the other difference there too is um, it's what the block is based on. So you have the big block John Deere, which was either the 531 or the 619 that came in the, the bigger tractors that John Deere made there for a while. And then you have some like uh, Robbie Lemke is doing a lot of the small block John Deere's based more on the 466 cubic inch John Deere block that they came out with, whether it be a recast or a billet. Or whatever. Some guys are still running OEM. Not a lot when you get to that power range are still running an OEM block, but there are some out there. So this five inch class, you talk about differences in horsepower. You're going to be somewhere on the order of a thousand 
maybe a little more difference cubic or horsepower wise from a five inch to a full blown pro stock. That's a very general number. Um, don't, don't say, Oh, well, he's a thousand horse down. He's probably a thousand, maybe a little bit more, but on the track, you might see him 20, 30 feet difference. You might see him. I've seen a five inch pro stock beat a five, seven full blown pro stock this summer. Yeah. The five, seven, they did. They were running an older set of tires, and and they just weren't quite up to to where they were are trying to get to. They they're making the upgrades. They just hadn't got there yet. But uh, yeah, it's it's very. I mean, they're they're a heads up. They can run with them. So to address Alan's um, comments here, so on that five inch class, they do. As I was saying, you can take a four one to a five inch relatively easy. Um, you know, you really don't have to do much with the cylinder head, the manifold, and the turbo plumbing um to get to the five inch class and be a be a competitive tractor now what alan is saying here is that now that this class has become more popular and there's more places where guys can run it this is where you're going to start seeing guys putting more into the cylinder head the manifold and start tweaking that class to become a front runner right now i mean it's not to just jump over to a five inch pro stock from a four one or even I know for a fact that there are guys that have full-blown pro stocks. They may not have been class leading, you know, up there in the winter circle, the pro stocks, but they are names that you will recognize that have put orders in for five-inch pro stock class. Now the NTPA is going to carry this. Um, this this five-inch pro stock class is going to get really big really quickly. And I don't want to say it's going to be like 4-1 big, but when you look at full-blown pro stocks versus five-inch pro stocks, you're not going to see – you know, a ton of, a ton of pro stocks and maybe a few five inch, you're going to see those classes because that five inch is a middle ground between a four, one and a, and, a, and a full blown pro. You're going to see those numbers, I think kind of level out because there's guys that do want to go up from a four, one, but that, that jump to a full blown pro stock, that's a big commitment, uh, not only financially, but from a time perspective, you have, there's a lot more upkeep on a full blown pro stock. You have to watch things. They talk about, um, you know, on these big classes on like your champ tour and your and your NTPA Grand National stuff that you, you hear guys say, well, it's, it's set on kill. It's set on kill. That mainly refers to timing. And there are a lot of those guys that if they are going to a champ pull or a, um, a Grand National, they're going to turn that pump timing. They're going to set it up their ways and they're going to be running on that that edge if they know they're going to hit something closer to home where they're not going to have that level of competition, they'll back that off a little bit to make sure that those things live. doesn't mean they don't check them out as much as they do on a regular a series schedule, but they will back them off because you start running that timing a little bit higher. You run the risk of burning pistons and uh, it's just a lot harder on things, especially charger yeah. stuff. And at an age parts, you know, are an issue across the board. You've got to you've got to really watch it, but this this five inch is a really good intermediate step for a guy that wants to go from four one to pro stock. He can run five inch pro, and now that he's got you know places out east and places out west where he can go and all points in between. And I know there are other organizations that are seriously considering a five inch class, more on the state level. Um, this is going to be one that you're going to see uh, a lot of tractors jump into this class and. Uh, I mean, I, everybody, you know, you start talking about, well, do we need more single charger classes? It, I'm sorry, but if you don't like another pro stock tractor or a smoke blowing tractor, I mean, come on. 
yes, is it is it similar to a four one? Yes, but it's a whole lot different than a four one as well. It, it, yep. to the casual observer, they're still running down the track 32, 34 miles an hour, and uh, yeah, they're doing that. Alan, as far as the six hundred six hundred eighty inch IH, I am not aware of anybody that is doing that. Uh, I know of one or two, um, but uh, most guys are running the six seventy two. Uh, cubic inch and you know everybody says well 680 versus 672 eight cubic inches is it something different yes is it that much you, you can overcome that somebody's checking in from california i'd be curious to know who's watching right now if you could just type in where you're watching from just be curious because like i said this was just, hey paul uh we need to do this soon so we don't forget about it and he's like all mm -hmm. right let's do it at 10 a.m today I'll, I'll make a hole in my schedule and i'm like yep i will too so it's all good yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're this, this one, especially I didn't really think that it would get the attention that it got. And like I said, a lot of it, you go to the pulloff.com and that thread has just been going constantly since these rule set, this rule set came out of Enderly. And um, it's, I really think that this class is going to get really, really big, really quickly. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I'm trying to figure out like, you know, I mean, I guess it's good discussion. That's, you know, that's kind of why we did like our uh, our little, um, uh, you know, top 10 power rankings the other night, just to get people talking about the sport. And pro stocks have always been popular. Mm -hmm. uh, why do we see more, I mean, why do we see more single charger classes versus uh, multi, you know, multi-turbo setups in the tractor world, Charles, Charles, Paul, why? Why don't we see more diesel supers? Because you talk to people, you can make power and it's, I don't know. Tell me, do you, do you have any feeling that? Cause I know you help out with Bernie a little bit and mm -hmm. you've been talking to my singer, you know, why do we, why don't we see more? Why do we see more maybe a convergence back to the diesel super, the light super the, Is it because of the alcohol? Is it because of the diesel or what do you think? I think a lot of it has to go down. Diesel supers there for a while had a, they have, they're running such high boost pressures inside these motors that they were having a lot of trouble. And I've talked with some diesel super pullers and, you know, first it was they were beating the bearings out of them and they've got that taken care of. And now, um, you know, then it was you were running all this boost pressure and then it was um, pistons. They're literally pushing wrist pins through the pistons because of the, the pressures that they're running in these motors. You know, when you start looking at buying chargers, well, if you're going to buy a 4-1 charger, I mean, you know, you know what you're going to spend on a 4-1 charger. Well, then some of these chargers setups that these 4-1s are running, they're running somewhere around there a four one on, on each charger and they, they stage them. So a little bit bigger here. Um, and then, you know, a little, they go down as they get closer to the bottom on the motor because they're driving them a little bit harder, but you're buying one charger versus four or three, or in some cases there's still some guys on the state level that run a two charger setup. So I think the number of um, the number of chargers that you have to buy uh, is, and the, the boost pressures were climbing faster than what, the long or the the durability of the parts so if you're a state level guy and you start saying hey i want to go bigger i want more power well they think more fuel more air yep. problem is is that you will push that motor to the point where you start having issues with bigger and bigger and you're going to start finding the next weak point so it may be something in the motor maybe you you know you have issues with pistons burning pistons or maybe you are beating bearings out of the motor <clears throat> we get the motor to hold and then if you're not component which there are still plenty of these tractors that are still out there that are, that are, you know, maybe in the barn that have cast rear ends. 
then you start getting into driveline. You're going to start pushing to where you start having driveline failures. Well, then you've got to make that jump to a component and it's, it just kind of compounds itself. When you come out with the single charger classes, you buy one charger, one pump. Uh, of course, you're only buying one pump anyway, but they become a lot easier to work on. You know, you start talking about turbo plumbing, um, staging the chargers and everything. It's a big investment. Well, investment is way wrong word to use as far as <laughs> concerned. But it, it, you have awesome. to lay out a lot of money. Yeah, I think that's the that it just when you look at hey, I, I can do a one charger or I can do it with multiple chargers. Those guys that stuck with the diesel supers now, they still have issues, um, and they're pushing them really hard. Um, you know, you think of um, like your top running diesel supers. Every one of those guys will say, yeah, we we've had to do these things, but. They, they will also tell you that, hey, we haven't really had much in the way of charger issues for a while. Or, you know, we've got the bearing situation seems to have kind of finally, we've kind of caught up with that. And it's not so much of an issue. Doesn't mean that they they pull them out of the trailer, pull them and then throw them back in the trailer and everything's all good. You know, they're, they're monitoring a lot of things on these tractors and to the point where, you know, some of them, they can tell you what the horsepower is off the track. You know, they've got monitoring systems. They can tell you, hey, this is what my number on the dyno was. This is what it's making uh, on the track. We know that everything's good. Hey, we're 300 horse down. What do we got going on? Do we have, do we have a, you know, ring starting to go a little bit? Do we have an injector issue? They're monitoring this stuff. Whereas before, chargers, pumps, throw it on there. Hope she holds. Let's go. Yep. No, no. And that was the mentality for years. Mm -hmm. Okay. I put uh, Chris's um, comp question up there. And Waggle had the Jolly Green Giant 4.1. Him and Mitch are building a five-inch pro. You know, like the biggest thing I saw in our class this year, Paul, and I've seen the last two or three years in the 4.1 has been tire. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we had the, the fatties, the, the the India parks, this this level of parks. You know, I really feel like I got my pro pullers figured out about halfway through the season. Um, my, what, what do we call mine? Um, I forget. Whole shots. Tires? Whole shots, Yeah. I feel like I had my whole shots figured out about halfway through the year, but tire is a big, big thing. I've never thought of a tire rule. Um, that, that that's I've never seen that before. But the question, you know, Chris's comment makes me think: What's the difference between the Weimer 5.0 that's that's in the outlaw versus this and this this uh, NTPA, if you will, rule? Whether they're allowing a bigger stuff, do you know how big of it is? It close or not? Well, yes. So what it is is. Um pretty well all of your um, engine builders, it doesn't matter what class it is, they will, unless they have a box charger rule, which basically means I order a five inch pro stock charger, I'm gonna run outlaw. Jim will send you a charger that is sealed and it is ready to go. This is what everyone gets. And the, the, the thing to add to this, too, that a lot of clubs are doing now is they have a claim rule. So I'm going to call, I'm going to build, I'm Chris Wagle, I'm going to build a five-inch pro stock. I called Jim at Weimer because that is the charger that they have said, this is the charger that you're going to use for this class. He sends me a charger for the outlaws. I bolt it on. Now, if you have a claim rule, you can say, well, Chris keeps beating me every week, and I want to know, has he, has, he char uh, has he modified his charger? Because with a box charger rule, you are not allowed to modify that charger. And that's what a lot of them do. They'll go in, maybe they'll, you know, change the change the housing or a little bit or do something to put a different wheel in it or something like that to get just that little bit more air. 
With the outlaw charger rule, a box charger rule, you are not allowed to make any modifications to that charger. And if you have a claim rule, so Chris is beating me every week, I'm going to run down to the end of the track and I'm going to have, it's all set up prior to that. And you say five inch pro stock charger is, I don't know, say $10,000. And you say $10,000 plus $1,000 to buy his charger. So you stand there at the end of the track with a check and you say, here's my check. I want to buy his charger. Take it back. Once it's cooled down, he unbolts that charger. He gives it to you and says, here, you've got my charger now. You don't make any modifications to it. You can, I can bolt it on my tractor and I can go out. And if I've made, if he's made modifications to it, then I should, by thought, which there's still a lot of other variables, but I should be able to run just like he did. And gotcha. when I do that, Chris Wagle takes that check, cashes it. And he says, I need called Jim, or in most cases, the organization has a couple of chargers because you don't want to, you know, be in the middle of a two night hook and he doesn't have a charger. Right. He buys a charger. Outlaws give him a box charger. He bolts it on. He goes pulling. Everybody has the same charger. So that's where a box charger rule comes in. And that's what a lot of people have, you know, they're going in and they're, they're finding these things and these engine builders, that's what they're paid to do. They're paid to, to make their customers run as good as they possibly can. And they, they will make different, they'll put different wheels in them, you know, maybe different housing, tighten them up a little bit and they take off and they run with them. With a box charger rule, you are not allowed to make any modifications to that charger. Everybody is the same level playing field. And if there is a question about it, I can go buy somebody's charger if he continually beats me. And then you can. And I know that, you know, all of us get most of our, you know, our information from pulloff.com. Let's be real about all the complainers. That's where most of the whining is um, in the complaining and, and the thoughts or whatever, because that's the one forum that probably just been going there for years until we have frank discussions like this, you know, in public. I know there's a lot of stuff behind doors between Rich Ryan and Mears and and, you know, Holcomb and Outlaws, the tech and stuff like that. But the one thing that, you know, the Outlaws just got hammered. Doug Roberts just got hammered for years for putting limitations on these classes. And you got to go back now and almost pat the guy on the back because the Outlaw modified class is awesome. Yep. Um, and that's, they got hammered there. Yeah, it's kind of like the light mods, if you will, of the, what the NTPA tried to do. You know, and then from a from that national organization standpoint, I don't know if anybody owns west of the Mississippi better than the outlaws do. So, but the but from a fan perspective, like when we start doing social media like this, and we beer money pulling team have put a way bigger spotlight on the outlaws to everybody to the east, you start getting questions. Well, what is the difference between a you know an outlaw pro or a five inch pro versus this? This has been fun, Paul, for me to kind of see it come full circle from yep. that point of view. But I guess where I was going with this is. NASCAR is still the big dog, right? I mean, yeah, they don't, they're not, they're not packing the hundred thousand seat stadiums anymore, but they're still getting 60,000 people. And NASCAR still has that strong following. NASCAR has boxed everything, mm -hmm. right? I mean, they got everything boxed, you know, and I've never, ever thought of a tire rule before we'd have to run a certain brand of tire, but like uh, monster trucks have to run a BKT tire. And yes. I'm sure there's some sponsorship involved. And I'm sure Weimer does some sponsorship. I know, Hearts had the, um, the the Super Farm box turbo for the Outlaws. I think that's at seven. I know Weimer's got the five inch for Outlaw. Um, yep. You know, and, I don't, and quite you know, honestly, you're, you know, guys will say, "Oh, it takes the ingenuity." No, you still got to drive them. You still got to read the track. Um, it's like the Super Farm class. I want, I want like what I love about four one, Paul. I go anywhere in the nation and hook four one. Mm -hmm. And it, that's amazing. And I just that's why I went from Hot Farm to four one. Because I was yep. so mad at the super farm class for 
everybody having their own little half inch rule and it just pissed me off and i'm like i'm just going for one and uh and then and i pushed the outlaws for years i'm like guys because they had a box charger rule you know and it was not a hearts turbo i'm i'm positive i think it was a precision maybe does that feel right and then you had to have a smaller pump and i wasn't going to do that but i wanted to go i wasn't going to change a pump and turbo to go pull with the outlaws five mm -hmm. years ago but now you know we, we've seen a lot of crossover you know and and that's it's good for the sport because at the end of the day everybody watching this video right now is a puller or a fan and that's ultimately why, why we do what we do you know we need associations to put rules together have insurance and make sure nobody dies but the rest of it's done by us the puller the puller and the promoter and um yeah that's just that's my little soapbox so i guess i guess we shouldn't be scared you know but we've had colin ross on the show and he's like i don't want i don't want any rules or you know i don't want any limits well he's running out he's running unlimited super stock with the alcohols now maybe that's where that tractor belongs not it that is where that tractor belongs because they're that's doing stuff and i'm hearing some rumblings of you know that it's not even a diesel super anymore it's you know it's got some stuff and it's all rumor mill stuff but yeah uh, well and a lot of that stuff originates do you want to tell do you want to tell brandon simon that he can't and charles put them one and two in the pro stock power rankings basically because they don't care i mean not, it's not they don't care but they're out to they're it's set on kill every single time <laughs> but you, that's you, why charles put them one and two um, and you they and those guys they know you know if I don't care who it is. If they're in the top of that point standings in Grand yeah. National or, or uh, PPL, they know that they've got to run that ragged edge. Now, do some guys go a little bit more? Yes, because that is how, you know, that's how they that's how they run. But as to go back to what Chris is saying here, the tire tire deal is no different than the Charger rule. The Charger, the Chargers, just like Alan said earlier, you know there's continuous advancement in these chargers. And I can tell you right now, I've talked to a couple of charger manufacturers. They would love to see more box chargers because then they can catch up because they're always having to chase a little more here, a little more there. If they could make 15 or 20 chargers for a, an organization, they would love that because they're like, okay, now we can, we can get this up here and they can start filling some of these guys that, Hey, my charger went out. Well, they say, well, we've got an update coming out, you know, and you're constantly having to buy the latest upgrade and you're having to, to do this. Those turbo manufacturers will continue to do that, just like your tire manufacturers. The tires, um, you know, it was first it was well, way back in the day, it was Firestones and then it was Pro Coolers and then it was the 10 plies and it was the 12 plies and they came out with 14 plies and then Metos jumps in and they come out with a whole another deal. Then you start looking at not only the cut of the tire, but the number of bars on the tire and what is the, you know, what is the diameter? They all have rules. And then you've got the India parks and, and, and it just, it's constant. It's just like a charger. And so guys are going out and in some cases, these tires are proving that, Hey, you want to run towards the front this is what you need to do. Well, then you're buying another set of tires and you just got a set of tires that you've run for maybe less than a season. And now you're having to, to get new tires to be able to, to stay up there. And a lot of these rules are meant to keep that, that cost, you know, at a relative flat line yeah. because yeah, it's not you cheap, don't want to keep, you don't want to keep having to buy all this stuff all the time. Yep. No, I, I, I don't know the right answer, but I do know that I love the sport and I mm -hmm. want it to continue to, to uh, thrive, Paul. Yep. And, um, yeah, you know, whether it's racing, whether it's uh, pulling, whether it's mud bogging, demo derby, wherever, um, you know, guys are always going to want to do it. And then, 
you can say you just want to go out there and be there, but that's crap. <laughs> After the first you, couple times of getting spanked, and you're like, nope, what's it going to take? Yep. You call your engine builder, you know, you start talking to people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was told I needed to have India Parks on this year, you know, or those whenever Indian Parks. But yep. I was happy with the whole shot, you know. Um, took a while. We tried two different cuts on them. We finally got them figured out. I feel like, like I said, Taylor put a new cut on them, and uh, the back half of the season was more successful from the front half of the season. But I guess I'm not scared of limits, Paul, because um, you still got to drive them. You still got to pick the gear. You got to weight them, tire pressure, pick the spot on the track. Uh, and we still can have beautiful machines and, and interact with the fans and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, you, you have to, with tractor pulling, there are so many variables, whether it be charger pump, cam timing, uh, pump timing, tires, gear, everything. There's so many variables. We're saying when they put these limits in, they're trying to maybe make it to where one variable is not the outlying, like, this is what you got to have. Yep. And, and it's just like Roger said here on the flip side, the problem with the box turbo on small motors, they like are not. That's all. Like, like a 466? Correct. So but, what do you mean by that? I don't even, that doesn't, that statement doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So on a, on a small motor, a box turbo, the one thing that I think Roger is trying to say here is that they can't just come in and say, this charger is going to go. This is the one you want to go. Oh, to make sure that the charger that they pick is going to be on par because you, you know, if you get limited on a charger, in some cases, guys are going to take a step back. You have to get a charger that is not such a huge drastic jump back or even ahead because they have to, they have to make sure that you're not resetting everything and everybody's got to go back to the dyno and the class starts over. A lot of these charger rules, if they're not set up from the get-go, that's where it's hard to implement. It's, in my opinion, it's damn near impossible to implement a charger rule after a class has already started. You have to think long-term about some of these classes. And that's where this five-inch class comes in because they're saying this is a new class for the NTPA. Outlaws have had their set for a while. Um, You know, PPL, they set their rules. That was set from the get-go. Yes. So that's the, this is what Roger's saying here is if you get and a charger, and Alan Elmer mentioned this yes, you get a charger, it can set you back to where you're starting all over again. Now, most of these tractors have been around for a while. They're not such a huge deal. Uh, and a, a box charger that is instated after a class is, is established, that is a very, very slippery slope. But if you set it, like, if you set it from the outset, then you're on a lot better. You're on a lot better setup. Again, and this is just rumor mill from past years. But I was always told, like when Doug, and I'm always going to go to Doug Roberts for these box turbo rules because that's just kind of feel like where it all started. And if I offend anybody else that did box turbos back in the day, I'm sorry. But I'd always heard about Doug, and I'd heard like Hearts would send a turbo, Precision would send a turbo, Wyvern would send a turbo, and they'd dyno them at you know at a at a place that had no skin in the game. And then they would look at like they would pick the average over that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I was always told. Um, yes. It's nice to see Roger on here because he's been a 466 outlaw puller, uh, 85 limited pro. God, we're gonna make another show on that, <laughs> just on naming classes. Yeah. But he's jumping into 41 now, which um, I'm, I'm pumped for because he's a good dude, and I know his stuff's gonna run awesome. Not that we need yeah. more 41s to beat our ass, but he'll be there. <laughs> so oh, yeah, it's all good. But yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, 
that's where the box charger rule is part okay. of. Now, there's another one here, comment. Um, okay, yeah, Dan's different rims. So, yeah, that's where that's that that's the problem because yeah guys are buying wider rims and straight mm -hmm. there are some 20.8s now that look like 24.5s exactly. <laughs> i was doing the i was doing the california show the other night for both in madera california because i'm going out there october 21 and 22 for the golden state invitational and i was flipping through photos and i don't you know see those tractors regularly and it was one i think kuza super farms i'm like oh that's mm -hmm. a hot farm and or no, I don't know, but it, you know what I'm saying? The 20.8s are really stretched out now. <laughs> it looked like 24.5, so, and maybe that's, and to Wiggle's point, I mean, I love the comments because I, I wanna know what you guys are thinking and it's good for, and I know a lot of people are gonna watch this uh, afterwards. Cause like I said, we did, we put this up one hour. Hey, let's do this at 10 today. Okay, bang. So I know a lot of people working and I should be working and Paul should be working. We need to wrap this up. Uh, my emails are blowing up, but um, I need to, uh, yeah, the Mitas, that was the thing, remember back at the um the Louisville or the mm -hmm. the Mac Daddy farm Mac show, Daddy. We call it. <laughs> uh the Mac trailer the show. The truck show. Robbie Russell had the four the meat bus and somebody and else. Norton. They were too wide, I heard. Again, all rumors. You were there, weren't you? Yes, I was. So I was basically there. what it amounted to was there yes. was two sets there. One was just a little bit too wide, so they took it out in the parking lot, and they basically got them down to where they needed to be. That was the first set of Mitos 24.5s that we saw. Of course, they'd been in the 30.5 game forever. But, um, yeah, they're, I mean, you're seeing that. And when those – I don't know that Louisville, the truck show, really gave us a good uh, impression of what they were going to do. But in the outdoors, guys, you know, once they got them figured out, as as uh, Chris was saying, you know, Masterson's were running them, and they, they got something figured out, whether it was tires or what. But um, the tire game is no different than the Charger game. I mean, there's always improvements being made, and then you have to buy sometimes, in some cases, a set of rims to go with them. So it gets pretty crazy. But to yeah, answer, Omer, that, guys, Omer, to answer that question. Homer, get yeah. back to work. Yeah. This one's great. Yeah, you can – Richard Warren's doing it right now. You can run a – you can run a cast. You do not have to run a component and – this one's going to be a big, uh, there's some other, there is some other um, rules that are out there. If you look at some of the other stuff, essentially it's very similar to a pro stock with the exception of the charger and the intercooler. But the, the next question is, can they cross dress? And the answer is yes, they can. Oh, a five inch. Yeah, they can. I knew that. Yep. Yes. So that's going to, that's going to set off a whole nother thread and pull off. But, well, uh, and, and what we mean by cross-dressing, the, the curtains don't have to match the carpet. You can have yep. any metal. You can run an IH block in a, in a green, yep. in a green tractor because on a component, like I said, it's, it is, but it, they, they can do that. And yes, they do have to do that. I'm going to show. Okay. So I, I'm on outlawpulling.tv. I don't have it on the screen yet, but they, Richard Warren jumped in the pro stocks there. And I want, so you know what we're talking about. Yep. We're not. Um, so, the backstory on this chassis is this is Rodney Schnitzer's old meltdown chassis. This is the cast uh, rear uh, chassis that Rodney ran for years before he jumped to component. So that's why it's got the 88 series sheet metal on it. And Richard was a longtime 4-1 puller and jumped into that five-inch class this year. And he was first took in the class, I think, because I, I was, no, there's Lane. I got to find this here. Give me a second. I'll scan this around a little bit. Um, if you guys got any more questions, throw them into the comments for Paul. And yep. we'll ask that the best we can. But again, just trying to, we're trying to educate, honestly, with this. Um, yep. We all love the sport. We want to see it last forever. 
Um, it's always going to be expensive, no matter what we do. I think I think we all agree with that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a scale thing. I mean, if you want to pull in a in a smaller class, your expense is not going to be as high. If you want to pull in a in a big pro stock class, you better have that that checkbook ready to go. Appreciate it. I'll kill some of the sound here until we get, but I'll turn on the sound when like Richard pulls another pro. Yep. But yeah, the average fan doesn't know the difference between. Uh, and uh, the okay. other thing, the other thing about it too is if you look at these five-inch pros. So I'll use Meddings for an example. Um, those tractors are very well known. Um, one of them is the, one of the old Justison tractors, and one of them is one of it's Lance Little's old tractor. So when they go out and whether whoever it is, they get invited to Louisville. They can run. Uh, they'll run their tractors. They'll just bolt on a bigger charger and they'll put an intercooler on it um, if they want to. So, okay, so here's here's Richard Warren. This, this is an to Run that Weimer turbo. This is Richard Warren. That announcer. The cotton mouth. Awesome. Paul. Yeah, he's in Missouri. Cotton mouth five zero. That's a good pass, Unionville, Missouri. Make some noise. So that's I love Richard. I've known Richard for a long time. Him and Waggle were my buddies back in the day. I miss yeah. those guys. So um, they're still my buddies, but I hung out with them more because I was at the same polls with them back in the day. So that was a lot of yeah. fun. But that's that's an egg chassis uh, five zero. You know, yes. so I, I I do wish our classes didn't look so similar. I mean, I don't know there's a way around that. You know, a super far looks like a limited pro. A limited pro looks like a you know, besides the, you know, the asset of a pro, you know, yep. you can tell a component chassis or whatever, but I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the end day we're trying to put on a good show for the fans and give them something to cheer about. Right. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like I said, that, that, that tractor right there, I saw it be a component five, seven charger this summer. And like I said, that's where it goes to show that, that it's in setup and it's in some other things, but um I'm going to jump on the Outlaw app and see how he finished that night. And then we need to wrap this up. I got to get back to work. But thanks for doing this today, Paul. No problem. It is um, it is a it is a Friday, so, you know, there, we got that going for us. Just means we have to work into the weekend more. No big deal. Say, it's what I do. You just, I you just transfer it. It's all yeah. – they all, they all end in day. And if you just put work in front of them, that's that's what it is. It's another – I think Jimmy Brackett won that night. Um, yeah, he'll really – so Hillbilly Express was 342, Wide Loose Deer, Pedley's was 331, Bulletproof Buck, that's Medding, was 331. Richard was fourth at 327 out of 12. Mm -hmm. So that's with his ag chassis, guys. So um, I don't know, maybe I should, well, no, I like 4-1. Maybe I should go. <laughs> I'll just say it's an easy change to make. <laughs> um, I got to redo my, my rear end and transmission anyway this winter, so maybe I this should. This is true. You really wouldn't have to change much in that, right? Right. So, um, but I want to like, so I'm going to show you. So uh, again, uh, let's see, Richard had very first hook. So sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Uh, mm -hmm. Honestly, it seems like the earlier hooks have been doing better with the bigger horsepower classes. But yeah. I, I just to show you a comparison then, well, here's Pedley. They got second or third. Pedley got second. They had that thing after Ravenna, man, they were running hard. Yeah. Uh, Mettings won the points. So one of the things to mention while you're looking for that is the dip, the, the one big difference between a five inch pro and a, and a big pro is they'll, I don't want to say they'll live, but they're a lot easier. None of, none of no tractor pulling stuff is easy on parts. 
But if you look at a big pro versus a five inch pro, they are a lot easier on parts. Um, they just don't, they don't have to put as, they don't have to, to put as much into them as far as maintenance. Sure. As they do well, Chief Iowa, pay attention to this one, fans. You could shake it up in about the next 15 seconds. You're screaming into the microphone. Yeah, that's the mic, uh, the sound truck there. That's the place the guy went back. Woo! That was good. But fans, that's a five inch pro stock. Those sound awesome. Those sound awesome. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, if you said to me, uh, you, you could go to one poll this year. Would you rather watch big pros or five inch pros? I'm going to say big pros just because I am, but this is, uh, that's my point. That's a five inch pro and they sound freaking good and they put on a good show. I would, if somebody said, Hey, do you want to drive a five inch pro? I'm like, yep. Yep. Medin still owes me a ride on bulletproof bucks. Well, yeah. maybe he'll let you drive it to the, to the line when they're pulling it with the Kubota or something. <laughs> oh, I gotta be more specific when people say, I'll let you drive my tractor someday. Yes. So, yes. Right. Because, um, <laughs> I, I have been told there's a, there's a yellow tractor, a yellow big pro up in, uh, Yoders, um, just saying. Yeah, in Shipshawana, that he said something similar. He's like, "I'll let you warm it up." No, he didn't. He didn't really mean that. He's like, "I'll let you pull me in somewhere where it's warm, and then we'll warm it up." Yeah, we'll put it in. We'll put a heater on it. So, yeah, Russ, um, Russ is kind enough to do that for me. Mark Ham Pedley has some of the best wheelies in the class. That yeah, now they got that thing dialed in. Um, thank you for watching today. This was. We're gonna do more of this stuff. Uh, beer yep. money, just. Get some experts on. Paul works a lot on tractors and knows 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 what's going on. Knows some of the back talkings with some of the builders and and the, the turbo people and chassis builders and stuff behind the scenes and just answer good honest questions about that. Yep. And I enjoy all of you jumping on here today to really explain the difference between a five inch pro stock and a big pro stock for for lack of better terms. And so, if anybody if anybody has questions about something else in a class or whatever, get on shoot us a message and we'll, we'll try to dissect it. We'll get people on here that, that know a little bit about it and see if we can educate a little bit, if nothing else. So with um, what, just real quick, what does SRMD do for pullers? What can, Paul, if I've never seen Paul Romack or heard of SRMD solutions, give me your one minute commercial of what you can provide for the truck and tractor pulling world. And well, we uh, are a full uh, service engineering and machining uh, company. Uh, myself and my business partner have been in business since 2013, but just started helping pullers uh, here and there with, uh, hey, can you make this flange or hey, can you do this? And um, it's developed into billet heads for customers. Uh, as far as uh, some engine builders, um, we're going to be heavily involved with the new Holzhauer Pro Stock that's coming. Um, should be having some stuff here before too long. Um, a lot of pistons. We, we help a lot of people with different stuff all the way from um, you know, antique tractors, garden tractors, all the way up to pro stock, super stock diesels, uh, just a little bit of everything. We're not saying we can do it all, but uh, if you got any questions about anything, you can get a hold of us and we can look at it. And if we can't do it, maybe we can help steer you to someone who can. Uh, we just like to be a resource for that. And then that is the pulling side. We've kind of taken on a life of its own, but our core business is automation. So if you have uh, any uh, automation needs, whether you've got an old uh, process in your facility that needs some automation, that is what our core business is. This pulling stuff was just kind of a side item and uh, we, <laughs> it's kind of taken on a life of its own, but our, our, our automation business is uh, we've got control staff. We do all of our design on uh, computers. Uh, we've got MasterCam. You can check out our Facebook page, uh, see some of the stuff that we do. 
and we've got a website out there, but we're getting ready to build a new facility. We just poured walls for it yesterday uh, for the foundation. So going to be expanding and uh, hope to be around to help people for a long time. Awesome. And, and Paul's honest as the day is long too. So that's when he said, if I can't help you, I'll find somebody who can. That's the same thing I say in mortgage every day. I, Tell me your story. If I can't help you, I have, I know somebody who can't help you. So yep. Paul's cell phone number is down there on the screen. Uh, thanks for watching. And uh, Paul, hang out with me for just a second after I end this. Uh, but thanks for watching our, our uh, educational video tutorial brought to you by Paul Romack from Lomax, Illinois. No, you're not from Lomax. Yeah, you are. You know what town do you live in again? What? Hell no. I'm from Dietrich, Illinois. Dietrich, Illinois. Who's in That's where our shop is. Oh, okay. That's, I, I can't remember at all. So thanks for watching. Um, have a great day, everybody. See you.